So good morning, everyone. We've had a very exciting time trying to uh, welcome you uh, this morning. So I'm sorry, we're going to be a little short on our meditation. Um, I'll be having us basically sit for about seven minutes. So I just want to ask you all to find a comfortable place for your body. And um, I, uh, I think most of you are familiar with the program that we're doing for these three weeks. There's an intensive uh, with Gil Bronsdale, myself, and Paul Haller. We've called the Harmony of Zen and Vipassana. So during this week, we've ta been taking turns talking about the different elements of our practice and how they differ, how they're the same. The roots are shared. It all starts with the Buddha's enlightened vision under the tree. So as Dharma comrades, we've been really enjoying looking at the first week we looked at samadhi, practices of meditation. The second week at prajna, wisdom practices. And this week we're looking at shila or the practices of right conduct. So when the Buddha was sitting under the tree, he was really giving us this visible instruction of how to meet our life, you know, literally face to face and how to meet the myriad things that are continuously coming forth to greet us. Like we had this morning with all this uh, electronic uh, efforts to come together. So right posture expresses not only our integrity and our dignity, but in the best of moments, our kindness and our innate curiosity about the world around us. So like the Buddha under the tree, we sit on the ground, whether it's on a cushion or on the grass or in a chair, and we find a stable position for our lower body, as I hope you've already done this morning. And then we lengthen the spine from the base, slowly extending upward to the head, balancing your head on top of your shoulders, relaxing the neck, softening your eyes, and then inviting whatever tension there is in your body to flow back downward, back down into the earth from which we came so very, very, very long ago. So finding your seat is a very long and intimate process. You know, as one monk said, after years of sitting, the greatest pilgrimage of my life has been my body. So take the time you need to explore all the parts of your body lengthening the torso, opening your chest, relax your belly, and then let your skin hang loose. Uh, I was thinking about that this morning, you know, kind of like a soft silk dress on a hanger in a dark closet. Take two deep breaths, fully inhaling through your mouth, and follow the flow of the air as it enters your body, that cool air and how it becomes warm as it goes out again. So a couple of times, deep inhalations through the mouth, filling the belly, the chest, and then slowly exhaling. After that, we just breathe naturally. Like if you like, uh, helps you to concentrate, you can count your breaths on the inhalation, on the impulse to inhale, which I locate for myself in my lower abdomen. Impulse to breathe, count one. And on the next impulse to inhale, two, and so on to 10. 
and then from there back to one. You know, it's not always so easy to do this. It takes some time, some practice to get to 10. So without discouraging yourself or thinking you're doing it wrong, just start over at one. Whenever you notice you've gone off into dreams, dreams of the past, plans for the future, and just come on, on back to your body, your wonderful body, which is always in the present. It's the great thing about our bodies. They are always right here, right now. Like a good dog waiting for us to return. <clears throat> so I wanted to read you a little portion of a poem written by a Chinese Zen master who founded our school, uh, Soto Zen. His name is Dongshan Yongjie, and in Japanese, Tozan Ryokai. And the poem he wrote about meditation, about life, about awakening is called The Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi. The teaching of thusness has been intimately communicated by Buddhas and ancestors. So keep it well. Filling a silver bowl with snow, hiding a heron in the moonlight, taking a similar, they're not the same. When you mix them, you know where they are. The meaning is not in the words, yet it responds to the inquiring impulse. Move and you are trapped. Miss and you fall into doubt and vacillation. Turning away and touching are both wrong, for it is like a massive fire. Just to depict it in literary form is to stain it with, def with defilement. It is bright just at midnight. It doesn't appear at dawn. It acts as a guide for beings. Its use removes all pains. Although it is not fabricated, it is not without speech. It is like facing a jewel mirror. Form and image behold each other. You are not it. In truth, it is you. I'm so sorry we didn't have longer to sit together this morning, but I hope you'll find time later today or this evening to sit a little bit yourselves. <clears throat> 